Oh, wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 328 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Bit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. This week, we recap all the games showed during the Summer Games Fest, the unfortunate Embracer news, a stellar lineup coming to PlayStation Plus, and so much more as we do it live each and every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over at youtube.com slash at PS Trophy Room. So with all that said and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm a bit tired. Yeah, same. <laughs> we, I, I mean, Saturday alone, Yeah, I live reacted to three separate showcases for close Ooh. to 200 games. Ooh. That was only Saturday. Not Ooh. including Summer Game Fest, and then Xbox, and then Ubi. Capcom, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, Were there games uh, there? A lot of games. A lot of games. And uh, okay. it's exciting, but I'm just tired. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Um, I want to just first start by saying thank you to everybody for all the really kind words over the weekend, uh, because you know we had a uh, we had a little family emergency here at the Joseph Moran household where uh, my dad took a spill. Things got really scary. We're still not really out of the woods yet, but man, to wake up to all those well wishes um, the morning after really just filled my heart up. Just knowing what type of impact we've left on people that they care so much to to reach back out. And so we're fine so far. Hopefully by next week, this is just water under the bridge. But it is always scary seeing your parents get old. Like, it just, you got to cherish those moments, folks. You really do. Because, uh, who we it was, it was a scary time. More on that on the Patreon show, the console war room with me and Sean Capri, because there is actually a funny joke that I have towards the end revolving that situation. But all that and more, Kyle, I got a question for you. The first question of the show to kind of just get us warmed up because today is a big day. Today is the 10th anniversary of the last of us and marketing tells us that if it's a five or a zero or a prime number that we're going to get news about that thing that's just how math and marketing works so our first question comes from none other than neil Druckmann. twitter post I've heard of him. <laughs> he wrote on Twitter, happy 10-year anniversary to The Last of Us. This road has had its ups and downs, but looking back, I can't deny that view. Thanks for all the love you've shown this uh, shown this world and its characters that mean so much to us. The Last of Us is coming your way, but until then, endure and survive. Or, sorry, more Last of Us is coming your way, endure and survive. So... No factions news here. No Last of Us Part Three news here. We got a cool statue from Dark Horse. Really bucks, cool clicker cool, one. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, are you bummed out by this news, Kyle? No. No. I think I think it's a fun anniversary, and, and I'm just thinking about ten years since the original, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I think anything more substantial is left for the Last of Us Day, which is in September. 
Oh, so no. you think we're going to get something in September on Apple? Uh, get something, I don't know. I, maybe a little bit more uh, pomp and circumstance kind of thing. Okay. Like, I, like, I I have, it... I, like I have these part two Mondo posters up here. Yeah. Those are a Last of Us Day kind of thing. So That's what I'm thinking. You're going to get like a cool poster celebrating the anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But just because, like again, an anniversary ends in a zero or a five doesn't mean they're going to show you a new game. Yeah, we, We've anything. all been burned by uh, Mass Effect Day. We've yeah. all been burned by day. that day. Yep. Yeah. So, like, for, for me, I wasn't expecting any Last of Us news, no. especially with the, the news of the delay that we reported mm-hmm. on a few weeks ago. So, like, to me, I'm like, yeah, it's just going to be a, a day where I remember how much I love this series. And for you, Kyle, celebrating the 10th year mm-hmm. of The Last of Us existence, uh, what does The Last of Us mean to you? Oh, man. It means a whole lot. I mean, it's yeah. not only my favorite game, but it is probably my favorite franchise on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, those games that mean a whole lot to me. Their stories mean a whole lot. The characters are some of the best characters, I think, in video games. And not only now in video games, but to see Pedro and Bella just crush it in the adaptation just elevates the whole thing even more. Yeah. Um, Storm Reed as well as Riley. Um, I just like, not only is that my favorite game and everything, and I, I tweeted about this too, where The Last of Us, shockingly, is the reason why I discovered what, podcasts. Because oh. uh, I was, I didn't listen to podcasts at all yeah. 10 years yeah. ago. And it wasn't until like, I was looking for a walkthrough for like how to get the the Firefly pendants or something. I missed one or or yeah. something, and uh, I discovered IGN Podcast Beyond, and that led me to listening to Kind of Funny and then other podcasts, and and now real, re- realizing that there were PlayStation based shows, and now I'm here doing one. Like it's wild. So yeah. Last of Us it, it, it means a whole deal to me, which is yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, Last of Us for me gave me my favorite character in fiction which is ellie i love i love ellie so much i love her arc in one i i really love her arc in two and it is one of those games and stories that is you know truly one of a kind to me so i there is a very fond place in my heart for the last of us just like there's a very fond place in my heart for you know super mario or like bioshock and and all those like the the greats the the games that'll always you know have that that memory slot in my brain that's where the last of us belongs here there so i yeah if if it wasn't for the last of us i don't think i'd be as big of a playstation fan as i am today um so neil and team everybody that has Touch this franchise in any way, shape, or form. Thank you all so much. And I just love now that it's part of you know pop culture at large, so that we can talk about it and it means something, you know, to us as it means something differently to someone who just got introduced to it in January. Like, man, this IP is cool. The Last of Us is cool. Yeah. So yeah, Last of Us anniversary. Think of a fond memory. Share it in the comments. Share it in our Discord. You know, link in the description in there. Ah, now before we start squaring up the news and really just squaring up the rest of the Summer Games uh, Fest, uh, just event. The the key three, as people are calling it, which I love. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping, of course. Go over to the Trophy Room uh, merch store. We got our Pride line up there and. 
guys, gang, guess what? Next week, <laughs> you are not ready because what we got in store for you, literally in store with for you guys, is amazing. So, yeah, make sure your eyes are tuned into the Trophy Room store in the next coming weeks because it's going to be big. That said, I want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest members, and really, we got a slew of them this week. So thank you all so much. Matt Valdez at the Platinum Tier, uh, Chris the Wizard at the Platinum Tier, and Matthew Summerson King at the Silver Tier. I want to thank our premium members, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our platinum members, Jay Shea, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Ryuko, Ryuko Kill 90, Steven Flesh, Struples and Bits, Bertos Maximus, Chris, uh, Hybrid748, and our gold members, Cypher Primus, Doth, Simon, the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB, the Purple Monkey, Hide Indoors, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Matt Marcus O'Neill, The Red Arrow, Aegis Hermit, Androsasaur, Astronaut Jr., not to be mistaken with Astronaut Senior, The Winter Gamer. All right, you keep on, you keep on putting that title in there. Think I'm gonna read the whole thing? Uh-uh. Maybe next week though. Maybe you'll deserve it next week, sir. Robbie Bobby Miller, Brenton Zachary, Brenty Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan, XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold, ET, Tino Six Speed, N Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, and Spam and Bammon. If I forgot anyone's name, please message me over at uh, Mr. Babbitt on Twitter or message me probably on Discord. Actually, it would be the best bet if I missed your name or on Patreon, and I get you back on this list, because you know what? We're just a team of two, and I fumble all the time. But it's because of your generosity that we look so good, sound so good, and we're able to shoot the show live over on YouTube at PS Trophy Room. And in a few weeks, we'll be uh, starting a whole new sling of really special shows that we're excited to announce. But again, you're just going to have to wait and see there. Very excited, very excited for the weeks to come. Uh, breaking news. That said, yes. You forgot Dewani Raksha. Dewane Raksha. See, I knew I forgot forget someone. <laughs> I knew something about this news. Didn't seem right. Dewane Raksha. Right after Rick Harrington. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. With that said, it's the reason why we look so good, sound so great, is because of your patronage over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So if you ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever your situation may be, it really does help us out, keeps the lights on. Uh, it makes me cl click away from the Manscaped emails that we keep getting. Your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Now, Kyle, it is time. Last week, we squared up the first half of Summer Games Fest. It is now time to square up the rest of the Summer Game Fest. So, Kyle, I want to start with the Xbox Showcase. Now, sure. listen, uh, we're not an Xbox show, so we're no. not here to you know name every single game shown mm -hmm. we're not here to be the cringy here's the games also coming to playstation nerf uh we're here to celebrate games because summer nerf? games Fest is about <laughs> nerf nerf okay hell <laughs> yeah uh you know it's about celebrating the games and celebrating the developers 
That said, I want to start with this question written in by Ace Insane over on our Discord. Again, link in the description down below. And they write, hey guys, despite being a PlayStation podcast, do you think Xbox might have had the better showcase for its platform? As someone who owns both consoles, I personally believe Xbox had a slightly stronger showing. Also, if PlayStation-related announcements during Summer Game Fest, such as Spider-Man 2's Day or Final Fantasy Rebirth, would have been at the PlayStation Showcase, do you think people would have found it significantly stronger? Great question, Ace Insane, to start Great off question. the show. Yeah. Kyle, what do you think, man? Uh, so that second question, if the PlayStation-related stuff would be at, at the uh, Showcase, would it be stronger? 1,000% yes. I feel like a lot of us who are down on it, and rightfully so, uh, I think would have uh, maybe been singing different tunes if we got a date for Spider-Man and that Rebirth trailer was there. Um, But it wasn't, and it's fine. It made Summer Game Fest, I think, a stronger show on its own because of that stuff. Um, I think Xbox killed it for what they what they needed to do and and they they did the thing do i wish there was still a little bit more gameplay absolutely um and as a non-xbox owner there was a lot of really cool things shown um Mm -hmm. and it it was easily i think the maybe personally my my feelings the second Mm -hmm. best show not by a lot oh okay not not by a lot um Uh, spoiler, I think Ubi's games speak to me way more oh, than what Xbox. Interesting. Okay. I was gonna save that for last, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there now. But okay, uh fair, fair. Yeah, I think I think the Xbox showcase on Sunday was strong. I'm also uh, on the side of the of the fence where I'm like, I think the extended showcase while cool, yeah. I don't like them having other brand new announcements in that. That to me that says like those games are not important enough for the main show. Right. And like there are a ton of great things shown off, like all those ID at Xbox games that are coming to Game Pass. It's a solid list. Like Sea of Stars is on that list. Yeah. You're you're not gonna tout that on the main show that it's coming to Game Pass. That's wild. Like the High on Life DLC. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, uh uh Phasmophobia, I think, was that the extended. Yeah. yeah. That's that's big news. And, and to not have it there and have it in this other extended showcase, a little bummed by it. Um sure. But still, I think Xbox crushed it. They gave people a reason why you should be playing on Xbox with all the first party stuff that they showed. And it was like nonstop, nonstop with a very little talking, which was great. Yeah, I saw like like um, Fable. One of the Fable devs were like, no, what you saw was gameplay. Like they oh, were great. Okay, cool. And they're like, that's the biggest compliment that y- that we're getting is like, y'all don't believe us. That that's, that's amazing. Gameplay. That's great. Yeah, and like to me, I'm like, that's how I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna believe you till I see yeah. the UI and everything. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it we've, been it burned way too we've been yeah, burned before. We've been before. burned before. Every game looks <laughs> better <Watch> than. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we get Watchdogs. So like, I'm always apprehensive if I don't see the UI around me. Of like, am I looking at something that is you know there, right? Yeah, but. That being said, am I looking at the real deal? Um, That being said, like, you know, we watched it with our friends over at uh, XCP, the Xbox Expansion Pass. Go take a listen to them. Logan makes quite a great Xbox show. Captain Logan, uh, such a great host. But um, that being said, like, they showed 11 games, man, uh, of Xbox, you know, studio 
games like Fable, Avowed, Starfield. Like there were so many great, great, great games being shown off. Even by them saying, "Hey, here's our partner games like Star Wars Outlaws." That's where we first yeah. saw saw it. And so, like to me, I'm like, yeah, they had a terrific showcase. I don't think anybody can say it and not chuckle by them going, "Yeah, PlayStation had the better showcase." Because to me, I'm like. I'm not even an Xbox guy. Like, I don't share nearly the same excitement for most of these games because I'm not an Xbox primary gamer. But, like, even someone who isn't could go and take a look at Starfield and go, yeah, no, that that game's going to be on the game of the year list. Like, that game looks incredible, right? Like, there's no there's no doubting that Fable looks great or, like, Hellblade was one of the best trailers in a showcase. Mm-hmm. It was just stellar. So, yeah, no, I think Xbox had the 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 better show if we're gonna tally wins and losses here. I think they definitely needed it. They needed that win, uh, win, and they need that win behind their sales. But at the same exact time, if PlayStation just put out that title for or that release date for Spider Man at their show, if they showed Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, they would have had a much better show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my problems with PlayStation this year was they had a lot of mini announcements at other shows. Like, for example, uh, was it Firewall Ultra? Was the that PSVR the future game, game showcase? Was that the future game showcase? Like, why wasn't it I, at your showcase? I will say PlayStation had a hand in every showcase that I watched over the weekend. Sure. Yeah. Every single one. There was something either brand new from coming to PlayStation and with PlayStation branding around it or something we had already seen uh I mean, PC gaming show had stuff. Uh, yeah. It was it was wild to see that they had a hand in everything. Yeah, and I think that that, and I still think you could still put those games in the PlayStation Showcase, and then the people that don't tune into you know every showcase has a little bit of PlayStation there, and probably we're the only ones being truly like kind of bored, going, "All right, how many times am I going to see Spider Man at said trailer or said showcase?" But even then, it's like. Y'all, we can admit Xbox brought it this year, and I'm really happy for them that they, they, they really did. They they brought it. So, congratulations to Team Green, man. I think you guys had one of the, the best showcase out there. But I want to know, Kyle, what were some of your th- favorite games from the Xbox showcase? Because again, we're not Xbox guys, so it's gonna be hard for us to be like, oh my god, this game. But you know, what what, what was the the things that sh- you know struck out to you? I've always been super excited for avowed um and i'm still excited for avowed i I think it looks cool i wish it was a little bit more on the darker side from that first trailer sure but i i mean obsidian makes nothing but banger rpgs all right (laughs) they make great rpgs i'll agree with that sure yeah they're, they're all bangers so i'm excited to see that that pedigree is going to continue with that one i think my um, favorite thing about avowed that i've heard about it is like oh this is an outer worlds level game so like mm. it's not a game that you're going to be losing hundreds of hours into like outer worlds is a smaller rpg and because it's condensed it's a better it's a better game because of that um i actually liked where like and i want to know your thoughts on this kyle where matt booty was like listen we all have to come to agreement that like games are going to take really long to make and they're only getting longer. And I feel like, well, this is one way of shortening the, that development time is just like shorten the scope of your games. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. every one of them has to be 50, 60 hours, man. Yeah. You know, yep. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Uh, uh, how many do you want me to give? 
Eh, like three or four, you know? Sure. Uh, I think Towerborn looks super cool. That's um, what I keep on hearing about. I must have like... I, I Towerborn I is it. from... Oh, my God. I think it's the Banner Saga devs, Stoic. Yes. Uh, which had an Xbox Studios branding on it, so I wonder if that's similar to like when Returnal got the PlayStation Studios branding before they were bought. Oh, um, oh okay. Maybe similar boats that way. But that it looks like a very cool like. Uh, if I'm thinking of the right game, the Castle Crashers like beat 'em up style Ooh. of thing. Uh, at least oh, that's right, what yes. it looked like. Yeah. Uh, with with beautiful colors and, and visuals. Um, that looks like a great time. I hope that that tower, like you can upgrade that tower and have like different parts in it because it looked like the city was yeah. on the tower. Yeah. So that was super cool. I mean, I mean, let's just let's just say it. South uh-huh. by midnight. Oh my god. <laughs> I <laughs> love he said it, not me. <laughs> I love the vibe of that game. I don't know what that game is, but mm. I love that vibe so yeah. so so much. Oh, like the stop animation style? Um, yeah, and like, yeah. you know, being like in the bayou, right? Mm-hmm. It just you know, look like you're going after um, like really creepy monsters or whatnot. It, it looks yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then like the other huge surprise, I think what a lot of people over, myself included, uh, Clockwork Revolution, uh, the in exile oh, really? game. Yeah, okay. it, it looked like Bioshock vibes, but mixed with like some time manipulation thing. Yes, yeah. please sign me up. Okay. That was cool. That was very, yeah. very cool. And I'm, In- if you if you watch this live react with XCP mm-hmm. to the uh, the Xbox showcase, yeah. I, I wasn't like blown away by it. I've now since watched that showcase twice. Uh, mm-hmm. Since then, I'm way higher on Xbox than I was during the live reacts. I think it, it was awesome, way man. way stronger. Uh, awesome. Besides the Starfield stuff, oh, you know, I'm still not a fan. I, I'm more than the live react, but like, okay. I don't know. It seems too much. Uh, <laughs> it seems like too much. I'm already overwhelmed. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I got to say, my the top game shown at that Xbox event had to be A, Senua Saga. I still say Hellblade 2 is the ga- like the game of show there. Like, it was, oh my God, just stellar. Uh, you had the, the guy from IT Crowd, you know, introduce you to the new and improved Fable, which is awesome um everything about that like the protagonist him as like the giant like all of it i loved but of course like my personal game of that show uh is cyberpunk phantom liberty which everything i hear about this game kyle do you still have cyberpunk yeah i still have it okay wait to play it until phantom liberty comes out because it is a new and improved yeah, it, from like from what I'm hearing, it's like this is Cyberpunk like 2.0. Like this is this is the vision come to life. I forget. Um, is that a that's not free, right? Phantom Liberty is not free, but the yes. upgrades around Cyberpunk are, are free. Yeah, okay. and it is a thirty dollar uh, DLC right now. You could get Cyberpunk for twenty five bucks. Mm. Like, get it. I, I would say buy it on sale right now. Wait till September to play it because you will be playing the definitive version of that game. Um, and then, like, I gotta give, I gotta give props to Starfield uh, because it looked phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and guys, it's running at thirty frames. Who cares? I it don't looks, care. I don't care. Uh, spoiler alert: I played the Final Fantasy demo in thirty frames. Sorry, guys. 
Whoops. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you know, some games are needed. Some games don't. Some people like me are too dumb to know the difference. So <laughs> for me, I, I, I'm not like over the moon excited for Starfield. It is now m- one of my most anticipated games this year. But like, I'm still more excited, way more excited for Cyberpunk. I'm way more excited for Spidey. But I got to give props or props is due because that looked stellar. So much so that I was excited enough to splurge on myself, to treat myself. And this is where I have a problem with PlayStation. Okay. 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 I'm just going to say it and I'm going to bring it out here. What what are we doing (laughs) for a special edition controllers, PlayStation? Uh Uh-huh. We're beating a dead horse here, but like you open up this box, which I have. So I'm going to get the controller out here. All the value is gone. Look at that. Look at that. It's a good looking controller. Right. You take it out. And it's, and it's so clean, too. And you drop the batteries on the floor like such. <laughs> Look at that. The triggers, they're clear. I like the, tri- you can I see like the, the clear motors. triggers. Yeah. That's awesome. This whole controller yeah. g- gives me good vibes. We need we need whoever's doing their special edition controllers, we need to scalp them. You know what I mean? Like, we need to take them, put them on our team, because we need that talent here on the PlayStation side. It's, it's not there. Have you seen the LeBron James PS5 controller? Because I have. It is not great. We used to have good special edition controllers. Uh, that being said, like I like the God of War one fine. I mean, well, God of War, yeah, people give me guff about it. I like yeah. the God of War one. But I like it. It's still, that pales in comparison to oh, what you're getting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely. You've got absolutely. the rubber grips that will fall off eventually, but it's a nice <laughs> texture. On yeah, this. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm telling you, it's a really nice controller. So, yeah. Xbox, good on y'all. You did the thing. The Ubisoft showcase, though, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved it, except for the presentation. Which, if I'm yes. if I'm talking presentation, like oh, I didn't like you, you could have killed some time here or there. It's semantics. Yeah. What they showed impressed me. What were your highlights out of that show? Oh my god! Uh, also, for y'all that waited to watch with us, there were some things we didn't watch because they apparently cut from. They cut it from the link that Joe gave gave me to click on to watch. Like so, did. like, there was a Skull and Bones song that had a little trailer playing along with it. You know what uh, it was, With Kyle? the closed beta. What? It was the GameSpot one. So they must oh, have cut maybe. it out so they, they didn't Maybe. Get, that, because that's the probably Ubisoft why. stream was four hours long. Mm, that's probably why. I'm, like, I'm not going to scrub to find all this. Yeah. yeah, there was Skull and Bones thing. There was a Just Dance section. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think from what Ubisoft sh- was showed, I uh, out of the five big things, I was in on four of them. Yeah, like uh, uh, I mean, Avatar Pandora. I think looks like a great time, and it's this year. Um, sure, it, it looks like Far Cry on Pandora, and I'm okay with that. I like a good Far Cry game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm super stoked for the Prince of Persia game. Are you kidding me? Oh my god! Uh, yes. Man, give me that! I just miss Prince of Persia games in general, and this looks like it's not going to disappoint. AC Mirage looks stellar. Back to the roots. I'm digging it a whole lot. Just the small little things of like, you can't use your your bird to scout until you take out like the the person that's on like a uh, Overwatch. On yeah, yeah, like you got to take him out first before you can survey the land and mark targets which is awesome i like that little amount of detail and then are you kidding me star wars outlaws come on now like i'm not the biggest star wars fan but that game just looks like a great time yeah it oozes style like 
when you become wanted and the whole screen, you get like that wanted flashing sign and trying Everything. to go into to hyperdrive and it gets interrupted and you have to like escape for a little bit and then re-engage it. I'm all I'm all sorts of in for that game. And Nick's yeah. come on, protect that thing at all costs. At all costs. Um, yeah, I, I echo everything you said, man. Prince of Persia looks great. Um, Pandora looks like a ton of fun. It does look like Far Cry on Pandora, and I'm kind of all in on that. So the only thing that does concern me is it's a December 7th uh, date, which means they're really they're, they're trying their best to get this out during the holiday season. So hopefully it doesn't come in hot because of it. But I'm really excited for that game. And yeah, like Star Wars Outlaws, which we'll talk about in a sec, is my dream Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. So like I walked away with like most of these games, AC Mirage as well. Like most of these games, I'm walking away and I'm I'm getting them day one. And I think if you made a showcase and I'm buying most of your games, well, I think you had a pretty darn good showcase, you know? And e- even the one that I think didn't talk to us a whole lot, uh, Crew Motorfest, mm-hmm. still super impressed by what that game yeah. is. And the fact that you can carry over all your cars from Crew 2 into this game for free, I think is amazing. More games need yeah. to do that. Yeah. that's And it gives a, a good respect to the players that have yes. been with Absolutely. it and supporting the ecosystem yeah 100 yep. all right so those are the two major showcase shown now i now i want to know kyle actually nay i need to know what are your top five best games shown at summer game fest and let's start with some honorable mentions okay um i was a little so uh real talk i was a little confused yeah. while I was looking at. I was like, "Oh, you didn't have any really from Summer Game Fest." Was I supposed to not include that? But it's fine. I'll, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it off the handle. Uh, honorable mentions is going to Alan Wake Two. Okay, um, same. I'm, I'm really into it. I love Remini. I want to play it. I wanted more from that gameplay trailer. Yeah, it was just a little bit of an extended part of the story trailer that we got. I wanted to see a little bit more combat, but that's fine. I'm still so, yeah. so, so in. Um, another uh, honorable mention is a game you laughed at me when I brought it up, but I genuinely cannot wait to play it. It's Ebenezer and the Invisible Worlds. It is a Christmas Carol, Metroidvania where you play as Ebenezer Scrooge, and all it, right. it's all hand drawn. It's beautiful. It is coming to PlayStation. Um, so I like to hear. It looks like a good time. I love a good Metroidvania, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. I'm very, very, very excited about that game from PS Plus thing, finally. But Ooh, we'll get there. Right, yeah. um, another Metroidvania that just, man, talk about oozing style, Cookie Cutter. Uh, okay. Tell me cookie about Cutter this. is a very violent Metroidvania again. Um, the, the characters and the enemies just kind of pop off the screen like stickers. That's how vibrant and, and clear and beautiful they look. Um, it looks like a great time. I don't know if that's coming to PlayStation or not. I just want to highlight that. Sure. And the last, no, it and, looks great. And the last one, just because I mean, what we saw of it wasn't great, but I know it's gonna be a good time, and I can't wait to play it here with you and everybody come, else. Come. Party animals. Fair that, enough. That doesn't party animals. That, yeah. Come on, I just want to play on. that game. Honorable yeah. <laughs> uh, mentions for me. And I can't believe I'm saying this one first, Kyle. You ready? Sonic Superstars. 
looks, How dare you? He looks so good, dude. Give me, like, Sonic doesn't belong in 3D. He belongs, and he's perfectly fine in 2D animation. and 2D games, rather. Um, he's he, he looks so cute. All his little friends look so cute and adorable. His head's bigger than his body. I need not say more. Sonic Superstars. I'm in, and it's 50 bucks from what I'm aware. So, it's not full retail, but it's still a chunk of change. And Kyle, this is the next one. I'm Kyle, Kyle, I'm not. I am not lying to you when I'm saying this. Okay. No, God, I just read it. What? What? Are you, okay. You want? Okay, I'll just say it. Just say it. Foam stars. Oh boy! With the we have Splatoon at home. That, that's <laughs> yes. Okay. There are two reasons. There are two reasons. A, I love Splatoon. So now knowing that I get to play a Splatoon knockoff uh, on PlayStation and earn trophies, hopefully. I'm in on that. Second part of Foam Stars is everybody walking away out of that game echoes how how surprisingly good it is. Like, I have not heard one person write something negative about that game walking out. Everybody seems pleasantly surprised, and I want to know what that hook is. Is it just because it's Splatoon on PlayStation, or uh-huh. is there something else there? Yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Lastly, because I'm thinking of like these are games that are like a year plus out, by the way, for the most part. That's what I'm thinking in my head for these next two. Um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, absolutely. I'm in. I loved what I saw there. Fable, absolutely. I'm in. I love what I saw there. Hellblade 2, I'm in, etc., etc. Those games, though, I'm thinking are about a year plus out, so my hype will wane. I, I want things that are more immediate. I think the sure. only honorable mention that isn't a year away is Lies of P, uh, which was a whole bunch of fun, but I'm still skeptical because it seems like the fan base is either you love it or you hate it. Fair. So I, I, I don't know yet. That said, Kyle, let's talk about the games that are our top five games of show. Let's take it. Let's take turns with it. So you go first. Yeah. Um, I mean, starting off, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. Come on, how can I not say Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? It looks Absolutely. it looks amazing. As yeah. a fan of the original, as a fan of what they're doing with the remake, uh, it is super exciting to see them tell the story in a different way and keep us on our toes guessing yep. while still seeing familiar sights from the original game and just how gorgeous they look in this new, new type of... Uh, 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 visual representation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's everything, and the fact that it's on two discs. Oh my god, that's I, a selling point, man. It is a selling point because of how big this game might be. Yeah, uh, whether or not one is an installation disc like our, our Red Dead Redemption or not, like there's a lot there. So yeah. if it's if it's uh, as big and meaty as what I want want it to be, and we go as far as I'm hoping we go in this game before the, the end of the trilogy. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Now, was that your game of show? That Rebirth? was my game of the show. Yes. I saw all start with my game of show. Star Wars Outlaws is my dream Star Wars game. If you want to see me be a giddy little kid, you're going to watch my reactions to the Ubisoft gameplay reveal because I turned into a child. Um, I love Star Wars so much, and Han Solo is one of, if not my favorite character in a Star Wars. Like, it's it's literally like Mando, Yoda, and, and Han. Like, 
They're S tier characters. So knowing that we get K uh, K Vess, who is also a smuggler, who's also a scoundrel, who also has similar character traits from what we could see from Ahan. Um, like she is like super witty. She talks a whole lot of crap. Like awesome. I'm I'm so in on this game, and I think the moment that broke me is when you're going throughout this whole level, just being a whole scoundrel, being wanted by the Empire by the end of it, you get into your spacecraft, and you're just like, okay, let's get on out of here before, you know, this, it's too hot here, you know? I was expecting a loading screen, and to see me break out of the atmosphere into orbit blew my mind and then seeing it become what is and, and i think really the elevator pitch for this game was what if we made shadows of the empire today because like that that just reminded me of the first level of of shadows of the empire which is hoff and then you get into you know you rounding up AT-ATs in a in a in a uh, oh my god airspeeder and then just getting out of there with, with your own Corellian ship like it's awesome i love it so star it wars outlaws it, it it gives me uh uh that canceled star wars game 1313 yeah. vibes from just the screenshots we saw way back when and it even has dead eye in it, in it. so like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean she's louise yeah. what more can you need yeah. All right, Kyle, what, what's next? Uh, I'm going a bit of a different route because I feel like we, we talked a lot of we, we're going to have some overlap. Okay. Uh, so I want to pick other standouts as as well. Um, sure. Still wakes the deep. Uh, I dig uh, the Chinese room a whole lot. Uh, they made everybody's gone to the rapture uh, okay. PlayStation exclusive back in the, in the day. Um, it looks like a creepy story on an oil rig. And I, again, I like the atmosphere. Uh, I'm sure there's no combat. I'm sure maybe there'll be a puzzle here or there, but just like take me away and you know scare me for a few hours. And I'm <laughs> I'm kind of into that. And I'm shocked the type of gamer I have become over the last two years. Right? <laughs> Where give is... me all the horror. Like I'm I'm yeah. digging it a whole lot. So yeah, that looked great. Yeah. Uh, the next one, everybody, sing the jingle with me. We got Idris Elba. Keanu's on stage. Cyberpunk 2077, The Phantom Liberty. I just I spoke how much I already love this game. Go out, buy it. Idris is in it. Oh my God, Idris is in it. Yes, please more. Yes, that's all. Question, Joe. Yeah. This so this Phantom Liberty story takes place halfway through the main game, right? No, Roughly? it takes it takes place. I would say more towards the end of the game. Okay, so uh, what I was like, your recommendation of like uh, um, playing, uh, waiting to play until it gets closer to September. Yeah, will that be weaved into the main story? Yes. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about beating the game and then going back to a previous part of the story, right? Correct. If Great. if. if I understood correctly, yes. Great. Okay, great. That's all I wanted to know. Uh, uh, what's your next game, Bob? My next one's Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, Ooh, okay. Not a huge fighting game fan, but I do love me some Mortal Kombat. Uh, Tekken is the other fighting game that I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. But every single moment of that Summer Game Fest gameplay trailer and then Ed Boon talking about it and then hearing everyone talk about their hands-on with it, 
just seems like it is going to be such a fun time. And I really kind of want to, you know, pick up 11 and see the story because mm. it's been a minute since I played a Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So yeah. everyone's saying like the story in MK11 and, and the Aftermath DLC is pretty great. And I, I want to know how Liu Kang became a fire god and and how this whole thing got rebooted and whatnot. And Jean-Claude Van Damme as Johnny Cage. Are you kidding I mean, me? Yeah, yeah sign, sign me up. It looks great. The stages are incredible. Yeah, and the Cameo Fighter seems like a really fun addition. Uh, yeah, it seems like a good time. So Mortal Kombat one yeah. for sure. Uh, I'll I'll take I'll take two if you don't mind because one of them oh. it was your honorable mention. Yeah. Alan Wake two. Um, yes, please. <laughs> That's yeah. all. Yeah, it looks it looks phenomenal. Um, and everybody walking out of that one is saying nothing but really great things about it. So mm-hmm. Alan Wake two. I'll be playing Alan Wake one during the summer uh to get reacquainted with it so i'm i'm in and yeah. then my second to last pick is starfield look at i bought Ooh-wee. the controller i must have liked that um listen it's it, it reminds me of what bethesda is really good at creating worlds you're gonna get lost in um yes again it's not 60 frames I yeah care. who cares i really don't care i get to the one thing that sold me is like i just get to create my own spaceship i get to you know put a crew in it and i get to be han solo all right i'm in yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. what what is the the ttd uh in, in starfield oh the time to dick yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> are we talking yeah. you know 15 seconds or yeah. uh no yeah someone's making a penis <laughs> spaceship in 0.9 seconds yeah one thousand percent, right? If the internet's gonna tarnish <laughs> Legend of Zelda in less than a day, we're talking about yeah. mere moments after that game yeah. drops. People are Ab- making draw dicks into the sand. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sat out immediately on you, but yeah, no. Starfield looks great. Give them yeah. the flowers. Yeah. Yep. What about you, sir? Uh, I'm gonna do uh, uh, two quick ones. Um, okay. Just real quick, uh, and then I think. The last one we share. So okay. uh, Liza P is one of my standouts and not based on what we saw. I know it was at the extended Xbox showcase. So I didn't get to watch that uh, yet, mm-hmm. um, but it's on here because that demo is so damn good. Yeah. I had a really good time with that demo and all my hesitation of um, the visual look of it when we first saw it and, and it not looking great to me went away when i when i played it and i was in the world for a little bit um lots of is gonna be pretty good uh second one is i uh a trailer only on the vibes so the pc gaming show and the idea i think is so cool and it's a genre of game that i don't play ever really it's a management game hold on Hmm. it's called undead inc hold on you are basically playing as the president of umbrella and you run your evil corporation <laughs> and <laughs> and you have to manage everything. But when an outbreak happens and everything goes to shit, yeah, you take all that you've learned from that corporation and then just open up a brand new one and build <laughs> it up. <laughs> it's oh, such a God, good idea. Great. The trailer is incredible. I implore yeah. you to go just watch the trailer. Okay. Uh, it's called Undead Inc. Uh, it was at the PC gaming show. Uh yeah pretty cool i'm in <laughs> pretty cool. i'm in uh, a, a right. real a real quick shout out because uh, yeah. i didn't play the game but it's wild to see it 
Um, Citizen Sleeper 2 was also unveiled at PC Gaming Show. Oh, wow. And that game just came out. So shout out to those devs. That's pretty yeah. wild. I know a lot of people love the first game. So I want to okay. let people know if they don't watch the PC Gaming Show or haven't didn't see I, that news. Couldn't be me. The sequel's already announced and it's it's coming. So that's it's that's me. pretty cool. Yeah, that's a, that's some sick t- uh, turnaround. Yeah. All right, last one. Let's say it with me, loud and proud. Prince, Prince of, of Persia. Persia, the lost lost crown. of crown. <laughs> you put the lost of crown. Oh, my bad. <laughs> the lost crown. Yeah. Um, yeah. This game mm-hmm. looked cool, man. Yep. Side scrollers are awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? Give me this. I and love it's... the way that they're using the time manipulation in this one. Absolutely. Like creating like, a copy of yourself and then using that to escape like platforming elements or getting on the other yeah. side of an attack. Man, I can't wait. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Listen, that's what we thought. Those were the best games shown at Summer Game Fest Key 3. That's not E3. But we got some questions in. One comes from Jedi Master Ren, who writes, Out of all the showcases this weekend, where do you think the Summer Game Fest showcase would place mm. amongst all of them? Um, To me, I think... I think it would it would place in third, but like Same. a good third. It's good third. Yeah, yeah. 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 If we like if we did like a tier system, they'd all be an A, but it would be yeah. the bottom of A. Yep. No. <laughs> so it'd <a> be. <laughs> no, no, no. The but like it's still worth an A rank. Right. Oh, right, right. We're gotcha. like splitting hairs, like ninety two, ninety one, ninety. Like it's still yeah. in there. All right, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Clear Wings XYZ writes, Hey guys, hope all is well. There has been a plethora of showcases the past few weeks. My favorite was the Wholesome Direct, which was an ind- was one of the indie showcases. I think indie games will continue to carry the industry and innovate and, char- uh, and char- make charming games. My question is, uh, that do you feel that indie games are overlooked when it comes to the discussion of modern gaming? Thanks for everything. Yes. I do think they're overlooked for sure. Obviously, that's why my other thing that I do is to highlight indies. Um, And I do think it's unfair for sure. I think there are a lot of people who just think of an indie and 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 think that it's you know discount it. Yeah, they they just brush off to the side because it's not going to look as good as your halos and uncharted's and last of us's or whatnot like there's so many good stories in indie games and, and not even if you're into story games so many f- just straight up fun indie games out there uh fun party games fun platformers like you name yeah. it it's out there and it should just kind of get overlooked is wild like i said on saturday I saw 180 games and most, if not all of them are indie games. And there are so many good ones there. Yeah. Like Um, they're out there for sure. They're discounted for like multitude of reasons, all of which are unfair, but like one of them is just like a uh, marketing marketing matters. So when a, you know, for example, Starfield, if this was a small indie project, uh, we'd probably be less hyped because the scope's going to be so much smaller. But at the same exact time, it doesn't have the marketing bucks that like a, you know, Xbox could give to it. Right. So one of it is marketing. It's just it's it, it may be in our zeitgeist, the hardcore gamer, but it's not in the average gamers, uh, you know, you know uh, point of view uh, when it comes to 
uh, indie games as well. It just comes down to also, yeah, scope. And I think it's the reason why indies are often looked at as like, hey, here are the here are the games that are testing out things so that AAA games could take later on, you know, and use and get 1, credit for. One thousand percent. Yep. Um, but you know, last but not leastly, I think when it comes to indie games and the reason why we don't view them as highly as AAA games is because, again, marketing, we've tricked ourselves into thinking that graphics mean everything. You know, mm-hmm. look at the Prince of Persia talk. Oh, yeah. because it's 2D, does it does it justify a 50 or $60 price? Well, guess what? I bought Metroid Dread for 60 bucks, one of my games of the year back in 2021. Of course, it doesn't matter. But just because we think, oh, 2D must be easier to make, ergo... Who cares? Yeah, Kyle. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut you off, so I raised my hand. Um, Kyle in the trophy room. Yes, it, it, it's similar to like when people see an animated movie and just brush it off. Like, oh, it's a kids thing. Exactly. The same thing. We've heard it. We heard it in a bunch uh, when we we talk about how much we love Ratchet. Like, oh, that's a kids game. Just yeah. because it's cartoony and, and and lovable and it's not killing other humans with guns, like, right. doesn't mean it's a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Great points, by the way. I'm sorry. I was reading the next no, question. You, I was like, where fine. can I put this and, in? And also, like, that is why when I mm-hmm. saw that the Xbox Extended Showcase had that ID at Xbox there and not in the main thing with all those 10 games, like, even if that was a montage highlight reel, 30-second, 45-second sizzle, a that lot was... of those games people are excited about. And to see that they're all coming on Game Pass, Sea of Stars is one of our most anticipated games of the year. Yep. That's yep. coming to Game Pass and was part of that thing. Put it in there. Give more yeah. love to indies Who, when you have a chance to. You're in charge to do it. Do it. Yeah. All That's right. Like I'll get I'm, off my. I'll get off my soapbox. No, no, no worries. <laughs> you mind getting on Green Gorilla Gamers for me? Oh yeah, absolutely. Green Gorilla Gamer. What's up, boys? Let's just cut to the chase. Are there too many showcases? PlayStation, Xbox, Summer Game Fest, and then Ubisoft and Capcom. Let's not talk about Capcom. That was me, not Green Gorilla, et cetera, et cetera. Like, uh, yo, I can't keep up with all this. Are we just hit with too much at once? It feels strange to say, but I don't need news on literally every single game coming out. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy game just popping in saying, hey, we're releasing in a few months. Come check it out. And that's great. I enjoy that. And it doesn't need to be for everything. But, dude, I don't know what games I'm excited for because I can't remember half of what's been shown. As for what games from Jeff's show specifically that I'm excited for, had to find an article because I couldn't remember. Party Apple's got a date. Under the Waves looks cool. Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2 is absolutely a day one with some friends. Can't get enough of Nick F and Cage. Um, Lies of P looks creepy as hell. Exo Primal. Dinosaurs? Yes. Yes. John Carpenter's Toxic Commando looks like it'll be a fun time. Wait for reviews on that one. LOL. Sonic <laughs> Superstars has co-op. Prince of Persia, never played, but looks cool. And need I say anything about Mortal Kombat 1, Alan Wake 2, and F in Spider-Man 2 showing me Venom? And can we get an F in the chat for Knockout City shutting down on the 6th? Yeah. Anyways, right. hope you all have a fantastic week. There are a lot of showcases. <laughs> I get it. But I think the ones that are going to stick out to you, you're going to remember. And I think by just going up, going, you know, what was shown at, there was one game in particular, and let me go look up that GameSpot article, goes to show that there are strength in these showcases. And having these big moments where all sites and all eyes are on them is important. But I do get it. There's a lot of 
lot of them, and some some of them, like Capcom, literally was just a hodgepodge of the trailers they showed previously at other showcases in their showcase. And they're like, here, and here's a here's a Mega Man mobile game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please love this, and we're just walking away disappointed. You know, so there there is. I definitely see your point, but I do lean on the the the, the side of yeah. But there's still a lot of eyes on the, on these games, and they're gonna pop for someone, you know. Yeah, and, and for like the the people out there that only play indies, a lot of these showcases are just for them. Yeah, which, yeah. which I think is still still good for to have. The good sir writes, hello, distinguished gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Just a couple quick ones for you. Out of all the showcases you guys watched, which one was your favorite and why was it the Wholesome Direct? Kyle, out of all of them shown, which one was your favorite? I would say personally for me, it was Ubisoft, but I think at the end of the day, I think arguably the, the best showcase was probably Xboxes. What say you good sir? Uh, yeah, best showcase hands down was the Xbox showcase. Yeah, my favorite might be Ubi. Yeah, but I also really loved um, uh, Future of Play presented by Glitch was the showcase I watched. Ooh, was okay. a very very good one. Uh, a lot of nice. really good stuff there. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, and I also just gotta give props for Jeff's show, man. I, I really loved. What they showed at Summer Game Fest uh, showcase. Okay. Uh, two, I know everyone here was talking about the big AAA game shown, but I'm curious, what was your favorite indie games shown? What were they? This one's all for you, Kyle, because really, when it comes to indie games, I think for me, it's just like, see of stars. Give me that. Put sure. Put it into my veins. I mean, yeah. I talked about the Ebenezer game, uh, Cookie Cutter. Uh, 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 I mean, Still Wakes the Deep is technically probably an mm-hmm. indie Undead Inc., uh, Beastie Ball from the devs from Chicory uh, Ooh, looks great. Okay. Um, Viewfinder, which has a demo in the store, play, go grab it and play okay. it. That's like the super liminal where you have to yes. uh, rotate the the room to to advance the puzzle. Um, what else? Oh my god, there's so many. One more. Uh, it's running late on time. First little one that pops gu- little in guardsman, head. little guardsman. There you go. Fair enough. <laughs> So there you go. There you have it. Summer Games Fest has come to a close. Our part two coverage. I did not think it was going to last almost an hour, but here we are. Ooh-wee. Now it's time, Kyle, to square up the rest of the news. And yes, there was actually news that came out this week. Yeah. First bit of news that needs to be squared up comes from Tom Ivan from VGC. Uh, remember when I said his last name? So very fancy. Yep. And then you, every you time I look at it, I giggle. You, 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 you didn't bring it up until like way later. Months. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's Ivan. <laughs> Tom Ivan from BGC writes PS5 game streaming being tested will be offered with PlayStation Plus Premium. The feature, which is currently being tested, will be offered as an additional benefit for PlayStation Plus Premium subscribers. It will include PS5 games from the PlayStation Plus game catalog and game trials, plus supported digital PS5 titles that players own. Quote, when this feature launches, cloud game streaming for supported PS5 titles will be available for use directly on your PS5 console, Sony said. That means as a premium member, it'll be easier to jump into your favorite games without downloading them first onto your PS5 console. It added, quote, as more games continue to launch on the PS5, we look forward to adding cloud streaming capabilities for PS5 titles in addition to the PS3, PS4, and classic titles that are already available for premium members to stream. 
We're in the early stages right now, and we can't wait to share more details when we're ready, including a launch time frame. Last month, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan said PlayStation was gearing up to reveal, quote unquote, aggressive plans in the cloud gaming space. Quote, we observe mobility in gaming habits to be an increasingly important trend, and the cloud will be fundamental to allowing us or indeed anybody else to exploit that trend, he said. We do have some fairly interesting and quite aggressive plans to accelerate our initiatives in the space of the cloud that will unfold over the course of the coming months, end quote. More recently, Sony CEO Kenichiro Yoshida said technical issues remain with cloud-based gaming, calling the technology, quote-unquote, very tricky, but a challenge we want to take on. So, they're going to start giving us some uh, cloud-based games via the premium tier of PlayStation Plus, which is is part of the big news that they were sharing uh, earlier uh, because this is the one-year anniversary of the new PlayStation Plus rollout. So this is them kind of promising us, hey, listen, we get a premium tier. Though it's actually more popular than we let on, um, we're going to buff it up with some streaming capabilities. And I think this, coupled with the news from Jim Ryan back 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 in the day with that showcase of showing off the what is it project q light um we're starting to see playstation's plans of what they want or what they think of streaming uh in the coming future so kyle i i want to know what you think do you think we're gearing up for a thing where it's like hey listen you know project q is this uh equivalent of the the logitech cloud g gaming device where it's like you're playing all these games on the go it's not the beefiest piece of hardware because it relies on you know wi-fi or just good 5g connection to to run these games what do you think um i don't know if i'm being honest <laughs> fair enough i did like I love this... how you, you answered it like you're a lost <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, where were you on the night of the? I, I don't know. Whoa, I was right um, here. Like I like the the Project Q handheld thing is exciting yeah. uh, for me. Um, just to be able to play games upstairs in my bed and 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 right. have that option or out like in the hammock, whatever. Essentially, a switch just to have around my house, just sure. paired with the console. But when it comes to other cloud based things, it's just not something that I will actively seek out to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be honest, I don't put a lot of thought or effort into learning about it because it's not something that I'm going to do. No, that's fair enough. I mean, for me, with like with my current job, it's something where I'm like, yeah, I have like a good hour like to kill on my lunch break so I can go and you know pull out a Project Q or pull out my Switch. Like, that's where I'm kind of excited to see where this could kind of go if it if it goes here, um, because that's actually part of the service I would probably use the most um, would be like pulling out my Project Q on my lunch break and playing a quick little ditty before I get back to work. So to me, I think this is actually pretty cool news. It's pretty exciting, and it's them c- catching up to their competition and putting out something that can compete so yeah this is this is pretty awesome also it goes to note as well i don't know if i put it in the flash notes no i did not um the most successful uh game on the platform has been in terms of like downloads has been stray on 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 playstation 5 and the game with the most hours on the new service is ghost of tsushima playstation 5 version 
has the most hours played. So awesome to see. They're tracking those stats. They're seeing what's working. They're seeing what's yeah. not. And I would be surprised if not some of those games that we saw on the showcase are going to show up on PlayStation Plus eventually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Kyle, here's some sad news. And it's a long one. So everybody buckle Strap on in Strap in. It's a doozy. Wesley Linpool from IGN writes, Embracer to close studios, cancel games, and lay off staff after $2 billion deal falls through. In an open letter to the company's 17,000 staff, CEO Lars Winchforce said Embracer will decrease spending across the board, reduce third-party publishing, and, quote, put greater focus on internal IP and increase external funding of large-budget games, end quote. This morning, we announced a restructuring program across the Embracer Group that will make us a leaner, stronger, and a more focused, self-sufficient company, Winchforce said. Embracer is known as a massive games holding company that gobbed up developers, publishers, and properties over the last decade. Its empire includes companies such as THQ Nordic, PlayOn, uh, Saber Interactive, Gearbox, Middle Earth Enterprises, Dark Horse Media, Coffee Stain, Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, Asmodee, Amplifier, Deep Silver, and many others. In December, Amazon Games signed a deal with Embracer-owned Crystal Dynamics to support the development of and publish the next mainline Tomb Raider game being made in Unreal Engine 5. Embracer recently released Dead Island 2, which Winfers called, quote, one of our greatest successes so far, end quote. Last year, Saints Row fared less well, however. Embracer is also behind the troubled Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, which is currently in the hands of Aspire. Winchfers hit the headlines last month when a mystery $2 billion deal fell through unexpectedly at the last minute. The partnership supposedly involves, quote, many of the highest rated global advisories on board with several hundred people engaged on both sides, end quote. And final paper- paperwork was even finalized the night before the company's latest financial report was due out. The day after, in a video call announcing the company's financial report, a visibility shaken, Winchfers struggled to explain the catastrophic impact the collapse of the deal would have on the company. Now we are seeing that impact. Quote, Embracer currently engages close to 17,000 people, and while that number will be lower by the end of the year, it is too early to give an exact forecast on this, Winchforce said. It is painful to see talented team members leave. Our people are what make up the very fabric of Embracer. I understand and respect that many of you will be worried about your own position, and I don't have all the answers to all questions. I want to be clear that the decisions about this program were not taken lightly. Embracer will now start a thorough review process for investments in new game development projects. Winchfers warned the company will have an increased focus on accountability across the group, ensuring performance is in line with or exceeding current targets. The potential impact from this process will almost entirely be around unannounced projects, Winchfers said, which means all announced quote-unquote significant releases will still be released as planned. Man, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's just no way about it. Like, this is this is uh, catastrophic. It's careless. And they're yeah. going to lose so many really great people because of, because of just this careless ambition mm-hmm. uh, uh you know to to hear one of the quotes of just like yeah we're gonna you know hopefully by by sometime soon we'll be able to be you know uh back into the green here it's like come on this is 
this is nonsense. And even when they say we employ or we engage 17,000 staff, it's like that company's huge. And when he goes on to say, like, you know, it's it, you know, it, it you know, it's the, these talented folks that make Embracer what it is. Like, what makes Embracer Embracer? You literally, like, formed, like, three years ago, just been gobbling up everything. Like, there is no yeah. true form to this company other than just things you gobbled up by sheer investment in outside, you know, places. So Your only me, identity are the things that you bought. Yeah. And when I hear things of like, yeah, we're going to use the Lord of the Rings IP to its fullest capability, I'm like, that scares the ever-living Christ out of me. Mm -hmm. Because that's them saying, hey, we're going to just start churning out some movies. We don't care how many Golem games get made from here to Timbuktu because we we need this cash. Um, this was... This is just a disaster, and I feel so bad for all these people. I truly believe this is probably the end of Embracer that we, we're seeing, because not only, if I worked at Embracer, I would be looking for somewhere else. So not mm. only are you going to be losing some really talented developers because you have to lay some of them off, but I would be surprised if not the majority of that workforce is looking somewhere else right now. Just utterly careless. Mm -hmm. Utterly careless and just... I don't know the, the the audacity for the CEO um, to, to think this plan was going to go through smoothly and swimmingly to have uh, over uh, what 138 studios and think mm -hmm. you had any which way to fund it. You, you had a a, a, a a promise via you know someone's word and that's what you were going off. It's just ridiculous. It truly is. Yep. I don't know, Kyle. What do you feel? What do you feel I about mean, this news? Same sentiments. It's so unnecessary uh to even be at this point like this whole plan of just buying everything that he possibly could in sight is giving me the same vibes of uh a a, a grown man who's still using daddy's money <laughs> sure right like he has access to the credit card but he doesn't have the money and yeah. he's just Going about buying things up just He's because he can. Succession. Hey, yeah. sure, I I get that reference. Uh, <laughs> it, it just it sucks because good people, talented people, are now affected by it, and yeah. it's just a a very bad mismanagement of of money and funds and just bandwidth, yeah. and and it sucks. Um, I hope that these teams and people of the uh, part of these teams land on their feet. If the, if they get laid off, obviously um, yeah, it's just, it's wild. I don't think we'll ever see anything like this ever again. No, I I've seen some people try to equate micro what Microsoft's doing with this. I'm like two totally, no, 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 two no. totally different beasts. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, for, for, for this, what I'm seeing here is, Honestly, the, the thing that I think of is like, I hope Eidos is okay. Because like, Crystal is, is fun. Yeah. Like, Crystal has multiple projects mm -hmm. it, it's working on. Um, I'm just worried about where Eidos is because I think they're such a brilliant studio and they deserve more recognition, more respect than they often get. And um, yeah, I, I, I hope they're okay. But something tells me... The, the places with, like, your Eidos, your Crystals, they're going to be fine. Your, your gearbox. Yeah, your gearboxes. Those are probably going to be the holy trinity of Embracer. I think everything else, though, is 
is kind of on the line here, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. saddens me. Ghetto Berry writes in, just like you can too, over on our Discord, and writes, Good evening, my fellow exquisite gentlemen. What's with all the, my handsome young gentleman likes to talk? I like it. Keep it going. Uh, while Crystal Dynamics confirms no impact uh, of making the new Tomb Raider game, whilst Embracer undergoes heavy restructuring, do you think they'll, re- uh, sorry, they're referring to just the game itself or the franchise as a whole? I do love me some Laura Croft adventures, and so I hope the game's continued beyond the next one and the upcoming end. Anime. Much love to you guys. Keep up the great work. Uh, Hootie Pip. <laughs> I didn't know there was a uh, uh, a Tomb Raider anime. I'm in. That That's kind of cool. Yeah, I think this franchise in a whole is safe. Sure. I, I even if Embracer somehow backs out of of Crystal, I think someone's going to swoop in real fast. And help out Crystal and and, uh, sure, yeah, and Tomb Raider itself. Um, that's an iconic franchise. You can't just you can't you can't just leave it out uh, and and let it go. You know, yeah. Same. I think like I'm hoping. My hope is like a lot of these studios find homes. You know, Um, yes. I like honest to God. When I heard this news, I'm like, okay, Microsoft, listen, I'll allow this one. Go take Crystal make keep them safe keep sure, them safe yeah but, yeah yeah you know a lot of and then like a lot of these studios are tied to other like re- weird deals so like even let's just say like you know embracer goes tits up right and you know someone needs to go out there and and buy crystal dynamics which i just love the term tits up i think it's hilarious um like would microsoft swoop in because then they have that amazon thing that they're working on this is an amazon game so like what would happen there there's a lot of like weird mechanics going on behind the scenes here that I'm interested in but it just sucks at the same exact time Mm -hmm. alright Kyle listen that was the bummer news now it's time for some flash news gotta run gotta gotta run fast oh jeez oh god alright Kyle I'll read this one so you don't have to you ready okay you don't have to react to it because I got nothing here either but it's okay I gotta say it because it is news and we're not experts, so we'll only announce what what's here in front of us. Okay, you'll get my deadpan reaction. All right, ready? Okay. Microsoft and Activision deal apparently blocked, or sorry, temporarily blocked by the U.S. This comes from uh, PlayStation Lifestyle's very own Zermina Khan. Why why the Microsoft deal has been uh, has been temporary temporarily blocked and what's next the u.s district court of north northern district of california has barred the activision and microsoft deal from coming to a close until it has considered the ftc's argument for a primarily primary preliminary god damn it where it's injunction if the ftc is granted an injunction then the microsoft and activision deal won't be able to merge until the f FTC uh, presents its case and a ruling is made in favor of the companies. Should the FTC fail to get an injunction, it can still present its case, but Microsoft and Activision will be able to close the deal. For now, Microsoft and Activision will be able to merge this month as previously expected, and their deadline of July 18th is fast approaching. Microsoft sees the accelerated legal process as a win because it wants to avoid any complications that might stem from missing the aforementioned deadlines man those are some weird legal words that i tripped on over it happens 
it happens to the best of us. Yeah. I don't know what any of this means, but it's up for your interpretation. Go yell about it in the comments. The more you know. <laughs> no, listen, Microsoft was expecting this. I think they are now just trying to, you know, configure a way to get this thing completed. Sure. That's what it kind of just reads to me. All right. Next part of the news, and this is something we could actually talk about. Persona 3 Reloaded and Persona 5 Tactica coming, uh, sorry, also coming to PlayStation following an announcement of both games during Microsoft's Xbox Game Showcase on Sunday. That's right. Both the Persona games here. Yeah. The next, and, you know, and a brand new Atlas RPG was showing off which, too, which had no news if it's coming elsewhere, which is a cool get for Xbox if it stays yeah. that way. Yeah, if it stays that way, that's a huge game. Yeah, it's for a big that's very big. Yeah. And even if it's just like on Game Pass and it comes, like that's still still huge. Still big. Yeah. That being said, um, cool. Awesome. What we told you last week's coming to fruition. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think yeah. it's a bummer, even though I have no history with Persona Three, that mm-hmm. they are are doing the base game remake and they're leaving out a lot from like the, the portable and the FES version, FES version. Sure. Um, like uh, similar to persona five Royale that introduced a female protagonist. The persona three also has that, but they're not including her at all in the remake, which mm. I find weird. Um, but it's still exciting. I mean, no maybe doubt. it's just the it's maybe it's just the version that they're remaking is the one that they had in the drawers. You know, could be of, the, the one that the they Atlas found Studios. the found the yeah. USB flash drive with, and yeah. like, yo, we got it, we can do it. Oh, yeah. it's only the base game. Oh, we'll still do it. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah, I, maybe that's probably. Oh, okay. Uh, things, unit but... in chat saying they are adding the FES content, just not the extra campaign. Okay, cool. Ah, Thank you okay. for for checking me on that. You know, I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, maybe uh, maybe I'll actually try Persona Three Reload. Maybe. I mean, you say that we all know it's not happening. <laughs> I'm gonna fall asleep. <laughs> How do you I feel kinda... about the tactics game, though? I, I, uh, are you a tactics person? I forget. I'm usually a tactics person. This one did yeah, not look. It didn't great. do it. Okay. It didn't right, inspire fair. confidence in me. I'm sorry. That's fair. All right. This one's some big news here in Flash ooh, News. Ooh. Can I take it? Can I take this one? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Here are your PS Plus Extra June 2023 games. Uh, Far Cry 6, PS4, PS5. Teenage Mutant Ninja. What happened to my voice there? Oh, my God. It cracked. (laughs) Going through puberty. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, PS4, PS5. Absolutely play this game if you have extra. Are you kidding me? It's finally happened. Rogue Legacy 2. Oh, it makes my heart sing uh, coming That's to right. PS4, PS5. Inscription, PS4, PS5, play Inscription. Solstice, PS5. Tacoma, PS4. Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, PS4. Killing Floor 2, PS4. Lonely Mountains Downhill. Vampire, Vampire The Masquerade, Co- Coteries of New York, PS4. Sure. 100 Days, Winemaking Simulator, PS4, PS5. A Hat in Time, PS4. Carto, PS4. Cute game, cute indie. Forger, PS4, Dodgeball Academia, PS4, heard nothing but great things. The Wild at Heart, PS4, Red Out 2, PS4 and 5. Thief, PS4, MX versus ATV Legends, PS4 and 5. Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups, Save Adventure Bay, PS4, PS5. My Friend Peppa Pig, PS4, PS5. DC League of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crypto and Ace, PS4, PS5. Those are all great games. We have kids in the house, just saying that. Uh, The Talos Principle, Deluxe Edition, PS4. Heck yes, I'm just excited to try that one out. 
and Elex 2, PS4, and PS5. Ooh, what, great... about them, what about them PlayStation Premium games, though, Kyle? Oh, well, let's talk about the PlayStation Premium yeah. games. Uh, it does have two PS1 games and one PSP game, the latter of which is Gorilla Cambridge's isometric Killzone spinoff. It's unclear what games will support trophies, but it's likely that Killzone will be the only one since it's the only first-party title, and those games are Killzone Liberation, PSP, Worms, PS1, and Herc's Adventures, PS1. If Killzone Liberation has trophy support, Kyle, mm-hmm. I am going balls deep. Okay. That's all I got to say on the matter. Go for it. <laughs> Tits up and balls deep. That's what I'm doing. That is, a, Liberation. that is a stellar month. Dude, I, like, yeah. Far a Cry great 6. mix of really good indies mm-hmm. mixed with some really big things. Right? You got Ratchet as well, right? Like, that's just... Yeah. Dude. This service keeps on getting better and better. I'm I'm really digging what it's it's turning into, and just on the indie front alone, like Rogue Legacy Inscription, like these are huge. It does need to start cycling a little bit bigger in terms of like maybe we just get an indie every like one cool special indie a month. You know what I mean? Like uh, what, like with Humanity last month. Yeah, you know, which which is technically Rogue Legacy too here because yeah, it's True. not that it's not like you could. You could have bought that separately beforehand. No, it's coming June 20th for PlayStation. Finally, I'm, I'm a little confused as to why that was not a big promotion thing as part of the PlayStation showcase or more of a big deal here in this lineup. They kind of just threw it in there. Yeah. Like Rogue Legacy, Rogue Legacy 2 is is pretty big on the indie front. People love that that game. It's been out sure. everywhere and people just absolutely can't stop singing its praises. Yeah. And it's the sequel to one of my favorite games of all time. So obviously I'm excited for it. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's just kind of thrown in there and doesn't have that stray branding or that humanity branding of like mm-hmm. play day one PS extra, you know? And maybe that's just because it was play it on game pass and maybe there's some maybe short, sure, maybe some. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Could be. All right, Kyle and Spider-Man on Friday, you got to go and fight on that digital line to get a copy of the collector's edition where it's your you got that 19-inch Venom statue. Ooh, I cannot wait to fight over getting denied on PlayStation Direct. Because that's yeah. the only way you get it. That's great. That's just fantastic. Have fun, y'all. I wish I could join you. Probably not getting it, but it's fine. It's just, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. That said, Kyle, what you've been playing is going to surround one game. Sure. One game and one game only. Okay. That is Final Fantasy sixteen. Mm-hmm. The demo, mm-hmm. no spoilers whatsoever. Mm-hmm. This is going to be very surface level. So, Kyle, I want you to ask me some questions. I played yeah, the full spoiler, two hours. I haven't played it yet. I'm going to uh, before yeah. next week for sure. Which um, is awesome because you're the Final Fantasy nut and yeah. I'm the total noob. So take it away. Since it came out, like I've had nothing but family things that yeah, I, I, know, I, I had to it. go do. I was so tired. I couldn't play. Um, so they're, they're telling me that, uh, the demo is, is very cutscene heavy. It's the beginning of the game. Right. And then it unlocks some combat stuff. So combat, I'm sure you loved, but I, more yeah. importantly to me is how are you digging Clive's story and what it's setting up in 16? Is it, did you feel the length of just story being thrown at you or were you, 
you know, checking your phone or were you in? Were you locked yeah. in as to what what they were telling you? So it's purposely out of order. That's what I'll Great. just say. Great. Okay, so there's, good. Get- there's some, yeah, there's some characters that I don't know and some th- things that are happening behind the scenes that I'm okay. not aware of. Or, you know, okay. and I think we'll get that information as time goes, or maybe I'm just a big dumb idiot. Um, but it is very cutscene focused, which sometimes worked in its benefit. Uh, these these cinematics are incredible. Sweet. Just incredible, like over the top. Like it reminded me of like, just a really good like anime. Even like, like it, it reminded me of Akira in a bit. Because oh, it's, okay. It's pretty bloody. It's like pretty gory. Um and it's it surprised me for Final Fantasy 16, and I think the one thing that I gotta mention here, Kyle, is I don't know Final Fantasy for being because again I'm totally like I'm a noob to the series. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know it that much for being medieval inspired. Yeah. I always think of it as like this weird sci-fi, like, sci-fi or contemporary like piece like. Final Fantasy, what, f- uh, 15 had, like, cell phones you're, you're calling yeah, people you're on? Yeah, you're driving like, around in the car and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Final Fantasy 10, you had pop stars. So, like, this is kind of a culture shock for me as sure. someone whose only Final Fantasy they've beaten is Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Mm-hmm. That being said, the tonal shift of this game, I'm digging a whole lot more. Because a lot of Final Fantasy is like, hey, guys, I know it's about the be the end of the world but as long as we're friends and we do this together we're gonna win it's like this one more has the enemy energy of like hey is this your best friend i'm gonna bash their face in with this rock and you are helpless to watch (laughs) it's it's, so the game of thrones comparisons are like apt awesome as a game of thrones fan i will say some of it's like i see where you're doing (laughs) i see where you're getting this from okay all right but at the same exact time I'm loving this darker, more mature tone. And it's not because they get the same, right? It's not because they say shit. Uh, it's because the story that they're telling mm-hmm. isn't the power of friendship. It's something um, at times a little bit, not even a little bit, a lot more sinister. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story of Clive, where it ends, I am really eager to find out what the hell just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I'm at right now. So the story, I'm actually, I'm actually for a Final Fantasy game, pretty hooked on it. That's awesome. I, I want to know what happens next, but so, it is very cutscene heavy, at least in okay. the first two hours. Okay. Not to say that's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, obviously you got to the combat stuff. Oh yeah, Joe. Yeah, you got to tell me, as somebody who was a little skeptical uh, upon first seeing it. Uh, am I stupid for being skeptical? You're not dumb. You have every right to be skeptical because okay. this isn't the turn base that you know. Sh- sure, but is it on the levels of like FF7 combat, but just cranked up to 11? Yes. Great. So, and what I mean by that is like it still feels like Final Fantasy, like how the levels are kind of laid out. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, get to point A to point B to point C and sure. some cool enemies are going to show up. Like the, the layout of a Final Fantasy game is still here for what I know of. The combat itself, Kyle, is electric. That's the only like adjective that awesome. I can give. It's really quick. It's it's really fast paced and it's just a ton of fun it, to the point where. 
I was getting to the ender at the ender, close to the end of the of the demo, and I was just like, okay, cutscenes are cute. Let me just bash these things' faces in. <laughs> okay, uh, and it's still that extra where like there's this mini boss, quote unquote. Like you, you'll find some mini bosses that have like the most extra entrance of all time. You're like. There's Final it. Fantasy, like yeah, yeah, so yeah. extra. Like this, pretty, I, I saw one post. It was 100 on board. It's like this guy thinks he's the main villain. Of Final <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. Uh, the, the combat's stellar. The only thing I will say, Kyle, is two, two things. Sometimes it's a little bit too fast, and there's too many particles on screen. So, Ooh, okay, because it's a little bit too flashy, I've made some mistakes. And the icon fights, I think you're gonna be right about okay they're cool but they kind of overstay their welcome a little bit okay but it they're 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 grandiose man like this game is just grandiose it's a spectacle for sure <laughs> it really is dude. It, sweet especially the icon fights they're yeah they're a spectacle okay sweet uh how long is the demo about two hours so you could okay. you could stretch it out further i went i just beelined it though because i wanted to get this all out there um but yeah, I, it, it's a good meaty two hours. Now, once you put that on the controller, you're like, yeah. When's next Did, week? <laughs> yeah. Did you get a good sense of like upgrading skills and leveling up, or is sh simple just like go beat something up, get a feel for the combat, and that's yeah, it? Go beat something okay. up. There's a few gadgets and gizmos that you can upgrade, but really, it seems like the the Clive that you have, like all the armor and stuff, like. That's the Clive you're going to have. Awesome. Like it, there's no big cosmetic differences uh, okay. so far. Yeah. Um, and is Torgal the best boy already? If they harm a hair <laughs> on this pup, if someone hits this pup, I am going to... I'll lose it. I said, I'll, I'll say it again right here, right now. If there is if there is just a, a a fur missing, yeah, off that little boy's head, yeah, I, it, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it look like John Wick was a, a episode of Sesame Street. He's <laughs> so cute, and I I really I really I yeah you, I'm attached. You hear that, Yoshi P? Uh, Joe will come for you. <laughs> and here's the thing that scares me. Yeah. In Game of Thrones, they do kill the dog. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> they kill the dire wolves and they parade uh -huh. around their head. Uh -huh. And if they're going that deep into it, I I kind of actually do need a trigger warning. Like, I do need... Fair. Like, I think I will actually message Ben Starr and go, hey, bud, <laughs> I know our interview's next week, but just keep it between you and I. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to know so I can... I can know. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Just like the scene in John Wick. I can't take it when dogs die. But he's a cute little boy, and he's just a pup when you in this demo, so I didn't get to see the combat stuff with him. But okay. um, I'm very impressed, man. Sweet. And yeah, like Joe mentioned, next week we're going to finally put out the Ben Star interview for everyone to listen to. So look forward to that. It's going to be very Final Fantasy-centric uh, 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 episode yeah. next week. And I'm so, so, so excited. Yeah. Uh, and so far, man, this is a this is a really great game. Like, I'm not a Final Fantasy person. I'm excited for a Final Fantasy game. That should be telling Hell yeah. Hell so. yeah. Yeah. Whew, is it next week yet? God, I hope. But right it now, does it come out twenty first? Right, twenty second, twenty second, twenty second. Okay, yep, yep, yep. okay. But right now, Kyle, all I need to know is one thing: Are you holding on to something? 
my water. Uh-oh, blasphemy. I'm holding an Xbox controller. Here, I'll balance it out with a, you know, a PlayStation controller. Sure. Ready? Prepare the drop. You are the latest steals and deals headed to the PlayStation storefront. On June 13th, Dan Maku Unlimited 3 on PS4. Come on, guys. Why are you giving me all the hard names to pronounce? <laughs> like, it doesn't get any easier. Nope. Dordgog <laughs> on PS5 and PS4. Dodonia. How did you get that out of that? How did oh, you because get... we've covered... It's an indie game. I've, t I've talked about it a bunch. Say it so. again. Say it again. Dodonia. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's D-O-R. You get an N in there? Dordonia. Where do you get the Enya sound from the G and the N? I don't know. I could be saying it wrong as well, but I'm pretty sure that's closer than <laughs> <Yeah>. Dordogni. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me. The Grey Hill Incident on PS5. I wonder why people like when I say these words. Like, they just want to see a dyslexic person trip. You know, you guys are uh, something Maybe, else. maybe. June 14th, Brave Soldier Invasion of Cyborgs on PS5, PS4. Far World Pioneers on PS5 and PS4. June 15th, Crime Boss Rockway City on PS5. Good luck. If you're going to hide the worst review game of the year, I think. Oh, really? That's the one with uh, uh, like Vanilla Ice is a character in it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. It's not great. Fall of Porcupine. Did I say yeah. that right? Okay, yeah, good. Good time. PS5, PS4, Layers of Fear on PS5, Pixel Ripped 1978 on PSVR2, ooh, ooh. Steel Assault on PS5, PS4, and on June 16th, The Alchemic Cutie on PS5, ooh. PS4, ooh, -wee. <laughs> uh, F123 on PS5 and PS4, thank you for making that transition seem normal, and Park Beyond on PS5. I would also like to mention on the drop, you thought I'd forget, Armored Core previews dropped, and everybody's singing this game's dang praises. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee, I am so dang excited. It looks so good. It looks nice. so good. August, nice. let's go. And now it's time for our favorite segment of the night, and our last segment of the night, the Sony Pony Express. Yee-haw! Bertos Maximus writes in, just like you can too, if you add us at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, but please only say nice things. Or you join our Discord server and you ask us questions there. We ask each and every Wednesday. You guys drop them in there and we try to get as many as we can in on every show. So Bertos asks, question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. Guys, there are a lot of titles coming out, uh, coming, coming out my... Big four ones are Spider-Man 2, Starfield, Avatar, Star Wars. My question is, out of the two massive space games, here which one are you more excited for, Starfield or Star Wars? As always, keep doing what you do best by bringing us the best podcast out here from your friend from across the pond. Uh, stay safe and keep hunting. All right, Kyle. I understand Starfield is massive. It's doing mm -hmm. so many things, all the mm -hmm. stuff, procedurally generated worlds. Yeah, it's if impressive. You if you interact with one thing, if you, if you, if you, why would you kill a man on a planet? His body will stay there. It's extremely painful. And you could walk away, you could go into another planet. His body's decomposing. It's cool, whatever. Yeah. 
Star Wars. Come on. Yeah, Outlaws looks great. <laughs> oh my god, it's guys, it's it's my dream game. Mm-hmm. The game I've always it's here. It's this and a Mandalorian game, and you know the Mandal game is coming. You know sure. it's a game's a service game that I will be just sinking. If you think I sunk my savings account into Fortnite, oh, <laughs> <laughs> trust me, I got I got my kids' college, uh, you know, loans or whatever. I'll be dumping into this. We we yeah, Star Wars, always, and no disrespect to Starfield because again, it's very impressive, very beautiful, very cool looking too. Star Wars always will be. All right. <clears throat> Katie writes in, hello, Joe and Kyle. Hope you guys have recorded, or sorry, have recovered from the past week slash weekend. It's kind of sort of. All the announcements, all the things, this year is stacked. Personal favorites of mine are obviously Star Wars Outlaws because, come on, it's Star Wars. See, Katie gets it. Avowed, I knew absolutely nothing about until it was shown off during the Xbox showcase. Another RPG to add to the list, and one that is set in the Pillars of Eternity universe, which I already love. Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, which is an entire game, is getting a complete overhaul and will feel like a brand new game. Last but not least, Starfield. That Direct was very well done. I asked and they delivered. This game is definitely going to be my Tears of the Kingdom. So, as I said, this year is it has been crazy, and it looks like it will continue to get crazier in regards to games. This brings me to my question. What were the craziest years for the previous generations of consoles? PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. And what has been the craziest time for the PS5 so far, if not this year? That's great. Uh, so, Kyle... Oh, sorry. And she adds by saying the past week has been crazy with announcements. So well done at keeping up to date with with it all and creating such an awesome time as you always do. Thank you so much. Uh, I love you. And don't worry. I have nearly finished Survivor. Hey. She's right about to. Sweet. She's on the last level. She, sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Ooh, the road to greatness is going to be great. Patreon.com slash IPS Trophy Room. Be there. Be square. Okay. This year is the craziest year for PS5. And I would say that this year is the craziest year in gaming. Honestly. Do you do you really think it's the craziest year of PS5? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Why? What, what, what do you say? I mean, I, I feel like last year's was a bit crazier with the amount of, like, you know, first-party stuff. Uh, if we're stri- yeah. strictly talking about PlayStation... Um, yeah. it's still it's still great. Don't get me wrong, sure. but I, I feel like uh, there were five or six things last year that were pretty major on PlayStation side of things. I mean, we got like God of War. We got like Last Horizon of Us Part One, Gran Turismo, Forbidden West. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like you got Elden Ring, greatest game of all time. Yeah, and then you got God of War, arguably the the greatest sequel of all time. I'm just thinking about games in general i'm not just like putting them in the playstation camp oh so yeah for no me, well you you said play, greatest year playstation and greatest years of all time so that's why i'm bringing uh, that up oh okay then that's a good argument you could you could say that yeah i would still say this year because of Resident oh yeah before sure sure sure, sure. dead space and all that yeah yeah that's yeah um yeah this year's obviously stacked and and great i do want to highlight the year i mean it was a terrible year for other reasons 2020 was a pretty great year for PlayStation and gaming. Yeah. 
There, I mean, that Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima within a month of each other. Get out of here. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII Remake finally. Come on, Doom Eternal. Get out of here. It's a yeah. great year as well. But yeah, this year, this year is stacked. When I think of September, October, it, come on, <laughs> there's there's too many things that I want to play. <laughs> yeah, I I think for the PS4, I think 2020 was probably the year. Yeah, uh, that or 2018 because you had God of War and you had Spider Spider Man. Yep, that was a good one. In like 2020, you had the Persona Five R. You had oh yeah, that's right. I say it like an old man, but you had Final Fantasy Seven uh, Remake. Yep. Then you had Last of Us Part Two. Then you had Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. So like it was a really great end cap to that to that console. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 And so much more. That I'm probably forgetting. Oh, I'm just going yeah, off yeah. my head. Yep. Um. But I do think this year is the the greatest year in gaming. Yeah. But uh, and I, I hate when people go. Well, what about two? Th- uh, what about nineteen ninety six? Listen, I get it. Crash Bandicoot came out in ninety six. Super Mario uh, sixty four came out. Resident Evil, Diablo. It's it's like we're good, like oh my god, uh, Pilot Wings like a great year in gaming. But just think about it here. Yeah, two of the best remakes: Dead Space and Resident Evil Four. You have Legend of Zelda Breath. Uh, sorry, Tears of the Kingdom, which is the best sequel ever made. And then you have Diablo uh, uh, 4, and then you have Jedi Survivor, the best Star Wars game ever made. Like Now you have Final Fantasy, of a next mainline Final Fantasy game, which looks like it's going to be one of its best. Then you have Starfield, which is you know a premier studio that is Bethesda working on it with Spider-Man 2. And like there are still games that I'm forgetting. So like to me, this year is the best year in gaming. Bar none. But like, sorry, for, got, sorry for 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 laughing. Uh, you love it. I've never heard of uh, someone listing off incredible games, yeah. uh, you know, life changing games for some, and then f- end it with pilot wings. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, but, you know, that's it. It just caught me off guard. <laughs> I listen. I don't like pilot wings, but like that said, like 2009 wasn't a slouch. You got Modern Warfare uh, 2, which was great. Mm-hmm. Batman mm-hmm. Arkham Asylum, which really Ooh. started this whole thing off. Yeah. Infamous. Remember that? I do remember that. Wolverine, X-Men Origins. The, Sweet. The only, remember that was the only one we had. Like, that was, was good. That was made good. by Raven, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 That was good. Yeah. We had an Avatar game in 2009, too. Wild. Uh, <laughs> 2010, you had Red Dead Redemption, Mass Effect 2, StarCraft oh, 2, Galaxy, Mario Galaxy 2, like Jeez. Fallout New Vegas. Are you kidding me? That was, that was a good year. That was a good year. Civ 5, the best civilization. Halo Reach, the best Halo. You know? Call of Duty Black Ops, which made my favorite meme for like de- for decades, which was Carl on Duty Black Ops. And I just always laugh when I see Carl Winslow on the cover. It makes me laugh. A bad company too, Super Meat Boy. Tons of great stuff, man. So even all that said, and I know everybody looked at 2008, got Fallout, Grand Theft Auto, but point made. It's this year. I'll fight you on it, Kai. Would you like to take the uh, next question on the list there? Because I I can't find it. Sure. Uh, Yuna writes in, "Hey guys, hope you both are doing well. I have a question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw." What has yeah. been your favorite video game logic moment in a game? I have started playing GTA 4 this past week, and other than the horrible PC port, it has been fun. And while playing last night, I encountered one of the things for 
and it had this video game logic moment involved where as I as the player, I just had to go with it. So I throw the ball to you guys. What is your favorite video game logic moments? Video game logic, video game logic. So hmm. like, you know, things that might not make sense in the real world, but in a video right. game setting, you just kind of, you know, it makes sense. Any, I, I mean, we, we brought it up during Ubi yeah, go uh, uh, of like, I, I love an Assassin's Creed where a guy just jumps from a rooftop down to the ground level and yeah. no one cares. <laughs> yeah, No one's Complete. like, oh, look, there's a dead body. That guy just stabbed him. All right, like, let's just go about. <laughs> yeah, like in Spider-Man where like you're, you're, you're webbing people to the ceiling. No one can look up. Everybody has neck pain right? like me. Exactly. Same yeah. with Batman. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that one is, or, or like you just enter a bush and no one can see you. <laughs> or throwing a trap down and makes zero noise and no one no, hears it. No one hears it. But I love like there. There'll be times where it's like just one bush. It's not even like a a, a bushel of bushes, right? It's just one little measly bush you're hiding in, and yeah. like your arms sticking out, your legs are sticking out, but like no one can see. Yeah, or or like you know, uh, from what I know of, of Metal Gear and again Assassin's Creed, any game where there's stealth and you raise the meter and they're they're looking for you, and then they just give up and go straight yep. back to the same line that they were going. It's like, oh, you know what? It's fine. I guess they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah. Uh, that said, Kyle, here's the last question. Okay, you ready for this? Ready. I found it because now you know what it is with this back like black backdrop that we have mm-hmm. on the notes. Mm-hmm. Everything looks like it's in bold and I get lost. Uh, oh, that's fair. M9 Prime writes in, question for, for the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw, yeehaw. Yeehaw. Imagine you are in, you're in, what was this? You're in an Encino in, Man situation. Encino Man situation. And you just thawed out Brendan Fraser. You want to start him on his PlayStation journey. So the question is, which generation do you start him at? PS1 or do you throw him into gaming in the more current generation? What's the first game you have Encino Man play? So now i got to look up Encino Man because I know... You've never seen Encino I Man? I if I see the cover, I'll know what Encino Man is. Yeah, they uncover a caveman that is stuck in ice in like his backyard or something. It's Pauly <laughs> Shore. Right it's Pauly Shore, yeah. And and uh, I forgot the other dude. But yeah, Brendan yeah. Frazier is Encino Man. And they Sean, thaw him out. Sh- yeah, Sean Astin, yeah. Oh, Rose wait, McGowan. really? Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, okay. Where do I start him on his PlayStation journey? I know, I definitely, the memories are coming back to me, dude. There you go, there you go. You got Samwise in there. Yeah. Um, <sighs> oh, man, this is tough. So I'm looking at all this. this is definitely, it's coming back to me. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I would go PS1. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would go modern with PS5 either. I don't know. I'm trying to try to narrow d- down to like what game. Yeah. What game do I show him to be like? This is what PlayStation's all about, and also, you know nothing about video games. Well, why not? <laughs> why not Tomba? Make him feel like he's at home. Tomba's all about biting evil pigs. I I don't know if that's. But isn't he like a little caveman boy? He, he's a feral child with pink hair, yeah. Yeah, so give him another feral thing. That's give fair. him Far Cry, and then he'll think like, oh, oh I'm like Far Cry Primal. Far, far, no, that, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Far Cry Primal is a good shout. Yeah. 
Definitely not Kingdom Hearts. You'd be like, what the hell? Is, why is that mouse talking? And I'd be like, listen, I'm, you're asking the same questions I am, bud. Honest, uh, but but uh, in that situation, I'm sure he gets the story better than anybody else. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So anything yeah. I think caveman inspired. Sure. Next one, like, give me a monkey bone situation, you yeah? know? Give me a mummy situation, mm-hmm. you yeah? know? Let's go. Let's go. Do you think you would handle a game like Horizon right out of the gate? Why, why, why you say her? Oh, because of bow and arrow. Well, like yeah, primitive, primitive weapons and whatnot. Okay. You know, I don't want to get political, but like cavemen weren't around during the dinosaur ages. I literally only met it by the weapons. <laughs> All right, okay, by the weapons. Stop like, trying to cancel me. Because <laughs> I'm like, do you think dinosaurs are six thousand years old? God. That's wild. No, I mean I the Earth is flat, but like other than that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, disclaimer: enough. I don't believe that. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I don't know. You said it with confidence and Gusto. Uh, you know, you know, yeah. whatever. What? Who cares if it is or isn't? You know, that's what I'll say. <laughs> it's not like we're getting off this rock anyway. You know, fair. Who cares about gravity? <laughs> Who actually gives a fuck about gravity? <laughs> oh, when I jump, I fall down. No, Sherlock. You needed a whole thesis on this? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Isaac Newton's so overrated, dude. So overrated. Didn't he cut off his ear? No, that was Van Gogh. Mm. Well, we then got to get out of here before we do. Our last oh boy. super chat comes from Strubles and Bits, and they say, "Just ju- uh, sorry, dropping in just to say hi. Have a great show. Can't wait to listen tomorrow on my route. Thank you so much for Thanks, stopping Strubles. by, Strubles and Bits. And I think this was a great show, Kyle. I loved every single dang minute of it. Thank yeah. you, bud, for you know, coming in. Clutch. Yeah, thanks for coming like in. To... Hey, listen, I got, I got, I got phlegm in my throat. I'm very distracted. Oh, that's fine. Here. That's fine. Anything you like the spotlight before we get on out of here? Uh, no. Shout out right. video games. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I can't wait to go back and just play some more Diablo. Fair. I'm gonna edit this all out. I'm gonna have. What? How many... What do you think my hour counter is gonna be next week? By next week. By next week. You said earlier you were at 65? 65. 65. Oh, you're going to hit 78. Okay. I think you're going to okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to hit 80. How about that? Okay. Those are weird, weird goals to have. But I'm having <laughs> Gotta shoot big. Gotta shoot big. Everybody, you can find me over at Mr. Babbitt. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find the show, The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players on YouTube, like right here, right now. You can watch live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you can't catch live, don't worry about it, man, because it goes up on podcast feeds the day after each and every Thursday. Please rate us five stars if you liked this show on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And with all that said, and with all that out of the way, if you really like to support us, well, wait, I almost forgot, patreon.com slash at PS Room. It really does help us out. And uh, there's some really awesome stuff 
coming your way. Cannot wait. Kyle showed me before the show started, and I can't stop thinking about him. I'm that excited. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. See y'all. Bye. I love you.